Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And man, we have so much to talk about with mandatory minicamp happening. We got some news going on before <laughs> a pretty dead time of year. Yeah. So we are in this blissful period before everybody leaves the building. They've been wrapping up mandatory minicamp today. We know you guys probably have tons of questions for us. So you can submit them on the Facebook page underneath our live video there. We'll get to those towards the end of the show. But first, of course, figured we'd just start with some of our initial takeaways from minicamp as a whole the last three days well first of all it's over the last practice was today this morning and they actually cut it short because the lightning alarm went off and so they had to go inside the facility and after a while uh, Todd Bowles decided you know we're not going to do those drills on this turf because I don't want anybody getting hurt now mm -hmm. you know suffer an injury right now at the end of the offseason right. program and put your training camp in jeopardy but a couple things that you can put together that were said during the week uh, Todd Bowles and some other people said not all the players are in the shape they need to be in yet to start training camp and when they get to training camp they're going to be full speed ahead they're not there's no turning back if you're not in shape and you're not ready to go the team's moving on without you so there clearly are some guys that have some work to do over the next six or seven weeks we think of this as their biggest time off of the whole season and it is for players and coaches but a lot of these players they may take some time off, but I think a lot of them are still going to be working out quite a bit. Yeah, it's when it's up to them that they're not doing the workouts yeah. at the Buccaneers facility. So this is when it's up to them what yeah. kind of shape they So you in. need discipline, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think Todd Bowles uh, really drove that message into them over the course of this week. So uh, it'll be disappointing if any of them don't come through, right? Right, But right. Uh, there's a, there were some other things that I think we started to learn about Todd Bowles as a head coach. Uh, I think the practices are going to be very up-tempo. Mm -hmm. They generally finished in less time than was on the script. So if it was a 20 minute period, it'd be 15 minutes because mm -hmm. they're just moving along quickly. I think Tom Brady helps with that too. He was heard today saying, come on guys, we don't have that much time, let's go, right? right. Uh, I think you're also finding that Todd Bowles is not somebody that's going to be egregiously sharing injury information or, or strategy <laughs> stuff if right. he doesn't have to. At this time of year, you don't have to do an injury report. Mm -hmm. You don't have to update everybody else in the league on exactly how far along all your guys are. And if you do set a time, everybody wants to set a time. Is Chris Goblin going to be ready for the start of camp, mm -hmm. et cetera? If you set a time and then you miss it, it feels like a setback. So these guys are working to get back. Todd's going to tell you basically mm -hmm. this is what we know you know they're right. working on it that's it he's not going to give you a lot of specifics right which is probably the right thing to do right uh, for <laughs> sure and there was definitely plenty of news in camp and also things happening outside of mini camp that both luke Gedeke and jake camarda signed their deal right. so uh, in general what does that tend to mean about when rookies sign their deals yeah. where where we stand in terms of the rookies getting signed yeah you know ever since the 2011 cba kind of formalized all rookie contracts you don't really see holdouts anymore and i think a good 20 or so of the first round picks around the league are already signed. Now the Bucks didn't have a first round pick, so they don't have that to worry about at all. Logan Hall was actually the first pick of the second round, right? Uh, so generally you start, it starts from the bottom up and you get your seventh rounders and so on and, and you end up with uh, a couple guys near the top of the draft that maybe take a few more weeks. But as of getting those last two guys signed, including punter Jake Camarda today, the Bucks still now only need to get Logan Hall, the second round pick, and KDOT in the tight end, the fourth round pick. And I, I bet you that'll be done any day now. Okay, and then speaking of Gedeke, he was a guy that we got a chance to hear Ryan Jensen talk about in his press conference. That's what's nice about minicamp. You got a lot of the guys coming yeah. to the podium, getting a lot of information from them. So what were some of the things that Ryan Jensen spoke about that stood out to you? Well, he said he thinks he's a really talented player. You can already tell that. Now, you're always going to hear from players and coaches that at this time of the year with linemen, it's hard to really tell for sure. Mm -hmm. But he likes what he's seen. He thinks he's athletic. He thinks he moves around really well. And he thinks when he gets into training camp and the pads go on and the 
way that uh, Ryan put it was once he puts two and two together, in other words, sort of gets the playbook down, mm -hmm. that he's going to skyrocket was the word that he used. So Ryan Jensen already has a very good impression of him. And I think what we're going to see, which has been said multiple times, is that there really is going to be a competition for that left guard spot. And Gedeke has a shot. And honestly, that shouldn't be surprising to anybody, even if you like Aaron Stinney quite a bit, because... When you draft a guy in the first or second round, he usually gets in the starting line pretty quick. I mean, look at this. These are all the offensive linemen the Bucks have signed in the first or second round since 2001, so the last 20 years. Virtually all of them have started the full season as a rookie. I mean, a couple guys missed a few games due to injury and so on. Mm -hmm. but, but that's pretty much, that, that says a lot. Yeah. Second round offensive linemen and first round, obviously, offensive linemen. They're expected to come in and get in the do line things. Of preseason. Yep. Now, maybe in this case, because you have the Aaron Stinney option and maybe somebody else him or somebody else, you know, beats him out at the beginning. Maybe this will be an exception to the rule, but I don't think it'll be too terribly long into his career that Luke Gedeke's starting. Okay, that's interesting. And then I know wide receiver is a position that in some ways is very secure in terms of at the top. Again, this is kind of a mm -hmm. theme we've had the last few years talking about this, and then a lot of people mm -hmm. fighting for some of those other positions. And minicamp is always an interesting way to see them when there's not pads. It's hard to tell about a lot of the linemen, but at least wide receivers, you do get a chance to see them yep. running some routes and, and getting an idea. Is there anything that you feel like you were able to learn from some of that? Well, you do get to see them if they're, on, if they're practicing. Mm -hmm. You know, the Buccaneers in this case, you, have, you obviously have Mike Evans. There's, you know, we don't need to discuss that. We know yep, what he's going to do. Pretty good. Pretty good at the football thing. But in this mini camp, Chris Godwin, still recovering from last year's injury, was not practicing. Scotty Miller, I think he's tweaked something. Again, uh, Todd doesn't say not, a, lot a lot of specifics, of info, yeah. but he tweaks something. He has some kind of minor injury that's keeping him out. And Russell Gage has a minor, minor injury that's keeping him out. So there's been a lot of opportunities a lot of routes for the other guys. And some of them are holdovers that played a little bit last year. And then there's some rookies and some undrafted guys that are doing well. But if you look at the competition, if, you talk, if you're not talking about Mike Evans and you're not talking about those three guys I just mentioned that are hurt, these are some of the guys that are in the mix. And this is what they did last year. And remember, for the majority of last year, Antonio Brown was your third receiver. Mm -hmm. and, and you know after he left the team, that was very late in the season and there were all kinds of injury issues going on. So there was a big mix of who was in, in the mix. But Coming into this year, you probably have guys that are battling for more obvious roles. So maybe the third guy, maybe the fourth guy, maybe the fifth right. guy. <clears throat> you can see on this list, Tyler Johnson actually got the most playing time and the most catches. Mm -hmm. But a couple of other guys there um, showed it, made some big plays. And towards the end of the year, Cyril Grayson made a couple of huge plays for mm -hmm. the Buccaneers. And then, uh, you know, you had Scotty Miller, who had such a great 2020, especially in the postseason. And then last year, he really dealt with a turf toe injury that kind of knocked out about half the season for him. I mean, it really didn't have a role waiting for him when he got back. Right. So there's a lot of interesting different kinds of people there, like Brashad Perryman, who's had some nice stretches with the Bucks too, right? Mm -hmm. And then not listed on there are the young guys. There's five other guys. Vincent Smith is a is a guy that's played a little bit for the Jets, but the four other guys, Jarrett Stearns, Cameron Brown, Kalen Geiger, and Vincent Smith are all undrafted rookies. And of that group, the guy that uh, Todd Bowles was talking, I almost say Bruce Arians every time. Yeah. I, say, I think you can probably see me start to say the, a B word. Right, yeah. I make, Bowles, I Bruce, Bowles. That's all. Yeah, just, just stick with Bowles and you're good. The one guy out of that group that they were talking about today was, um, I just lost the name, uh, Devin Tompkins. Okay. And uh, that's one of the undrafted free agents. We have a couple, and they're all kind of smaller guys, mm -hmm. Devin Tompkins, Jarrett Stearns, and Kalen Geiger. But he's apparently looked smooth and fast and, and kind of, kind of uh, interesting out there 
in, in the practice field this week. And so um, coach said today he's very interested to see what that guy does when we get to camp and the pads go on and the competition really begins. So that's a okay. name, to, name to keep in mind that you probably hadn't thought about before. Right. Devin Tompkins. Okay, <coughs> interesting. And then I know we haven't had a show since signing Akeem Hicks, actually. Right. And so even though it feels a little bit like old news now, we've had a whole mini camp. We haven't gotten a chance to talk about him here on the show. And now we've seen him out with the team and he's talked at the podium. So mm -hmm. what do you think are some of the things that stand out about what he could bring to the team and what he yeah. has said about his experience here so, so he far. signed on June 1st, I think, and, and that's really an answer. The signing of Akeem Hicks is really an answer to a lot of questions we've been fielding yes. all spring. Do the Buccaneers need some more depth at a certain position? And is Ndamukong Sue coming back? Right. It would seem to answer both those questions. Yes. I mean, I guess you can never close the door for good, but assigning mm -hmm. Akeem Hicks would seem to indicate that he's taking that role. That role, right? yes. So, um, and I did think, and we've said several times, that the Buccaneers needed something more on the defensive line, even after drafting Logan Hall, because Ndamukong Sue and Steve McClendon, who are not back, accounted for like 1,100 defensive snaps, and mm. that's a lot. And do you want to really give Logan Hall 1,100 defensive snaps as a rookie? It's probably too much, right? Yep. So this way, you can probably give him a uh, you know a, a better sized role for a rookie. Now, but what else Akeem Hicks does <laughs> is, as Ryan Jensen said, also said this week, uh, we may have the biggest. He saw that signing goes. Do we have the biggest defensive line in the league? Yeah. I mean, look at these it's guys. Incredible. First of all, in the middle, you got Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks, both just really big guys. Like, yeah. Why? I, that was why I thought when I first met Akeem Hicks, and I mean, again, we're around the team a lot, so I, I'm used to being around guys like Vita Veo. Right. And Akeem, I saw and was like, this is a big dude. And then I felt even better about that at practice. I was standing next to Nacho, like watching them do a drill, and Nacho was like, that is a big dude. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, when when a defensive lineman. Yeah, right? I mean, he, Nacho's is, on this yeah, list. He's, he's on this list. When, yeah, when that guy's going, man, that's a big dude, yeah. that means something. Yeah, and then you got Will Goldstein and Logan Hall, who are really taller than you usually get on defensive line. It says 6'6", six, six, but they look noticeably taller than mm -hmm. the other guys. Will Golston's been that kind of player all along, and, and Logan Hall is that kind of player. Tall, long players, mm -hmm. and, and Logan Hall was saying today that what he's one of the things he learned from working a little bit with Warren Sapp this week is he really needs to use his length, you know, mm -hmm. his long arms, his wingspan, yep. get, keep guys off him, you know, move them around with his long arms and his strength. And, and so, I mean, the Buccaneers have size, they have length. It's a big group. Right. And, and you, we all know that's what Todd Bowles likes. And you even factor in guys <coughs> like Anthony Nelson. Not They're not the D-line guys, but they're playing up that's their friends. That's a guy. very tall edge yeah, guy. That really. Just in general, the length, I mean, I feel like it reminds you of, you know, watching teams get off a bus and, oh, man, <laughs> oh, look yeah. how tall all the these guys test, are. Yeah, you huh? pass the eye test. Maybe with also group. with all those tall guys with long arms, Todd Bowles was talking earlier this offseason about how he wants his offensive linemen to get more batted passes. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see you're not going to make it and the quarterback is starting to wind up, get your arms up. Right. Back down more passes. All right, well, we have a question from Jonathan who said, any more big-name signings going to happen, you think? I don't think so at this point. I mean, the big name was a key mix. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think people are probably still wondering about Gronk, which would count as a big-name signing. If that signing, counts, then yeah. If that counts. But, yeah, I think otherwise in terms of outside people mm -hmm. that weren't re that wouldn't be re-signings if you yeah. think of it that way. I would doubt it, but I will say what Todd Bowles said today to that question is uh, it doesn't. he doesn't think so because he was asked, do you think they have any more you know prominent additions before camp? I don't think so, but we're always looking to get better if somebody's available. If somebody becomes available that they like or there's an injury and you have a need, then maybe so, but I think at the moment this roster is pretty much set for training camp. All right, well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.